Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. Back once again, man. And I got my co-host. Water, man. Water is the ultimate co-host. Should be the co-host of your life, man. Water is the co-host of your life. It's everything. It's everything, man. Listen. Water is everything, man. It's, it's, it's all around us, man. It's raining out here in L.A. and the surrounding areas, man. It's been glorious. I like it when water shows. I woke up this morning. It was raining. It was a vibe. If you're not in it, it's just like, yeah, man. It looks greener outside. It's better looking outside when it rains. I was driving to the studio, and I was looking at the mountains on the side. It looked like Jurassic Park, man. It was just green and lush. Clouds was moving fast. It's just a beautiful vibe when it's raining, man. And I get it. I get it. Y'all like the sun. Y'all love, y'all love the sun. Y'all be sunbathing. Oh, the sunny. It's a sunny day. But, man, I come alive when it's like a rainy, cloudy, cool day. It's crisp. The air feels better when it's raining. I don't know what it is. I just feel like, mm, ah, especially out here in L.A. Because out here in L.A., man, if it ain't raining, man, the sky is just musty. It's ashy looking. It look, it look dingy. You know when you when you get some white sneakers or you get some white pants or like a, a white shirt or whatever, and you're you wearing it all day, and then you look at the whites, and it's just like it's dingy now. That's what L.A. skies look like, man. Just dingy. When it's a rainy day, man, the sky looks clear. The clouds are looking robust. The clouds are thirst trapping. You know what I'm saying? It's a good time. They moving. I love it when the clouds look like they moving fast and you can see it. Oh, man. Do y'all really marvel at nature? Do y'all take the time to really marvel at nature? I feel like we overlook it. We be on our phones looking at fashion and and messy drama and, you know, dating conversations and, you know, talk shows or whatever. Are we really marveling at nature, man? The stuff that got us here, the reason why we're here. Are we really marveling and taking it in on a regular basis? Are we appreciating the snow? Are we appreciating the rain? Are we appreciating seasons, the leaves, the natural change? Are we paying attention to the environment that we're tearing up? Because uh, I watched this video recently. A, a, a lot of people didn't know this. The moon is getting further from the earth every year, right? The moon backs away from the earth every year. Now, mind you, it's only 1.5 inches a year. Now, when you're looking at planetary bodies, an inch and a half ain't shit. That's like, that's like my little pinky section right here plus this. So it's, it's, back, it's moving away an inch and a half every year. And it's been doing that since it formed, I guess. So it's going to be a long time before it gets to a distance to where it could, you know, leave Earth's orbit and just do its own thing. Now, mind you, if that ever happens, if that ever happens, what's up, Tanya? If that ever happens, we're in a world of shit. We need the moon. You know what I'm saying? Those tides you see in the ocean, that's because the moon's gravitational pull, you know, is 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 helping our rotation. It's vital. Everything is vital. Right? And so, but here's the thing. So 
I looked up how many inches were in a mile. All right, let's, let's dig it up. How many inches in a mile? So a mile has 63,360 inches. So we're doing 1.5 inches, so we can round that up. We'll say about 70,000 inches. So that means it takes about 70,000 years for the moon to move a mile away from the earth. So trust and believe by the time the, the moon really goes somewhere, we're going to be dead and gone. We're going to be big gone. So you ain't got to worry about seeing it in your lifetime. But that's crazy that it's like, man, I'm out of here, man. I'm slowly leaving y'all. Here's the other scary piece. By the time the moon, the moon would need billions of years to be able to break the Earth's gravitational pull, right? But before that, the sun is going to expand into a red supergiant, right? It's going to expand to where it'll get so big that it will engulf Mercury and Venus and probably Earth and the moon. If it doesn't engulf them, it'll be right there in our face. It'd be like, it'd be like the sun would be like right here. If I'm Earth, the sun would be like right here. Like we just, and at this point, if the sun is this close, I mean, we we looking deep into the eyes of the sun, we're done. There, there's nothing, there's no, we got nothing left. We're out of here, man. When the sun is this close. So even before the moon even gets a chance to just go off and do a solo album, the sun is going to be like, nah, I might swallow you whole. And then that's that's what's going to happen. And mind you, this is going to be billions of years from now. We're going to be gone. But but by that time, I feel like we'll take ourselves out before any of that happens. I feel like I feel like we're going to destroy ourselves. We, we're going to do so much damage to the planet that we're going to die off. Before any, whether it be nuclear war, whether it be uh, climate change, the Earth could end up another Venus at the rate that we're going. So it don't matter. We're going to be gone anyway. The Earth is going to be here until the sun comes and swallows it whole, but the Earth is going to be fine, but we're going to be gone. So there's that. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know how I got on that, but needless to say, while you still alive, while we still here to enjoy all the beautiful shit that nature's got to offer. Get in on this water, man. Matter of fact, every time you listen to this show, I want you drinking water. I want y'all drinking water, man. Soon as you, as soon as you hear me pull up on verbal cardio, I want y'all scrambling to get that water. Even, even if. This is the only time of the day where you drink water adequately. I'll take what I can get. I just want y'all really digging in on this water, man. Pick that water up. Shout out to my patron saints. Stay in the building. TC Smooth, G-Man, Afro Geeks, J. Thomas, Simone L., Nana P., that's Sizzle, Randomly CJ, Remo Mill, Simone, Ouch Charlie, Apocalypse, Gorilla, 130, Nana P, man. Appreciate y'all, man, for pulling up and being here. King Panda, Tanya R, J. Thomas, man. DJ's Travels, man. I appreciate all of you guys. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm back. I missed last week. Sabrina held it down like a G. She introduced a new element to verbal cardio with the call-ins that we will we will bring back. 
We're going to bring back the call-ins, man. It sounded like y'all really enjoyed the call-ins, and it sounded like it just went it went crazy. So that, that'll be a new element to the verbal cardio experience, the call-ins. We're not going to do call-ins today, but in the future, we bring them call-ins back. Um, it definitely seemed to go smoothly, and I appreciate it. Shout-out to Sabrina. She's not in the studio today. She's in Sacramento producer extraordinaire uh but i just want to tell her thank you for holding the porsche down while i was uh shooting for spectrum and uh we appreciate you out here shout out to y'all for showing her love pulling up commenting calling in man we appreciate you eric payne thank you so much for pulling up in milwaukee i appreciate you i want to say this about milwaukee so my last road my, my last road gig was in milwaukee wisconsin um, I was in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is hugged up against Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan is huge. It's one of the five great lakes. Milwaukee's right there. Um, it's funny, growing up in Chicago, I never knew how close Milwaukee was. I didn't know it was that close. I didn't know it was just like an hour and some change away if if, if traffic was light. Didn't know that. Didn't know it was it wasn't that far from uh, Great America. Like we grew up going to uh, Great America outside of Chicago, and uh, we 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 used to just go to Great America. That that was our Six Flags that we hit up, and we would drive out there. I I just remember the drive being long. Like yo, we going to Great America, man. We going to Great America, and then we would pull up to Great America, and it was like a little drive, and. Uh, Dundee, Illinois, and um, Six Flags to me, and to this day, Six Flags to me is the ultimate amusement park experience. Yeah, I thought I thought Six Flags was in Gurney. Gurney. Um, Six Flags to me is cream of the crop amusement park experience. I know that. People love Disneyland. I've never been to Disney World, so I can't vouch. I've been to I've been to Universal Studios in Cali. I've been to Knott's Berry Farm. I've been to a few Six Flags. I've been to like the Six Flags in Arlington, Texas. I've been to the Six Flags in Georgia. I've been to the Six Flags in Illinois. I've been to Disneyland. I've been to Wonderland Park at Amarillo, Texas. For me, Six Flags is the cream of the crop. Six Flags is the cream of the crop. Because I'm a roller coaster head. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a coaster guy. Like, I like roller coasters. Like, Disneyland, it's like, hey, look at the... They giving you visuals. They giving you moments. They giving you, like, yo, we actually going through the town. But I, I like straight-up thrill rides. And you know Disneyland got California Adventure. You can get on that uh, Incredibles roller coaster, or whatever. But Six Flags to me is for the roller coaster junkies, man. They giving you the premium, top tier, scary ass, dope designed roller coasters at Six Flags. I feel like Six Flags is like we giving you all action, no plot. See the Disney joint, they're gonna give you the plot. They're gonna give you the story. They're gonna give you the visuals. Six Flags is like we giving you all action. And for me, Six Flags is the cream of the crop because I grew up on that. I grew up. We went to Santa's Village, too. I never went to Wisconsin Dales back in the day, but Six Flags is the cream of the crop. And I remember the Looney Tunes being hella deep 
at Six Flags. I know they not. I don't. I don't think they really rep Six Flags anymore. But Looney Tunes was the. That was the theme at Six Flags. And for me personally, I feel like Looney Tunes has one of the best rosters in animation. I feel like the Looney Tunes have the best roster in animation. They smacking Mickey Mouse in them. Like when you when you when you compare when you compare the the cartoon mascots Disney versus Looney Tunes, man, Looney Tunes smacking the shit out of them, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the feature film Disney product. I'm talking about the crew, the regular crew, Mickey, Donald, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto. That one dude that be beefing with uh what's his name? Goofy. That big, that big dark dog. Is that his name? Brutus is Popeye's uh nemesis. What's his name? The dude to be beefing with Goofy. Pete. His name Pete. is Pete. Um you got you got the you got Huey, Dewey, and Louie. You got Scrooge McDuck. You got what's uh what's Donald's woman's name? What's her name? You got you got Chippendale, you got Darkwing Duck, you got Launchpad McQuack, Daisy, 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 Daisy Duck. You got some hitters in the Disney click. You got some hitters. But honestly, I ain't rocking with them like that. Mickey Mouse don't be making me laugh. Mickey Mouse don't be making me laugh, guy. Bugs, the face of the crew, Bugs Bunny makes me, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, Foghorn Leghorn, Marvin the Martian, Speedy Gonzalez, Tweety, Sylvester, Wile E. Coyote, the Roadrunner. These cats is all fire. All of these characters are dope to me. Every single one of them. All the characters in Looney Tunes that I just named, I like them all. They was all funny. They all had their moments. And I know, I know Pepe Le Pew is like, you know, me too. But Pepe Le Pew was mad funny to me, man. I know he was aggressive and I know he was toxic. But Pepe Le Pew, man, he was. He was just trying to get this girl that he thought was a skunk, man. He's just trying to put his beard in, shorty. He was just trying to put his beard in, shorty. He was just extra romantic, man. Give Pepe Le Pew a chance, man. He was just mad romantic and passionate, man. He didn't, he didn't know. He didn't know. You know what I'm saying? He was just trying to put his beard in. And I, and I don't know how that cat ended up with the same stripe. Every day. Once that cat got hit with it, because because honestly, Pepe, Pepe Le Pew wasn't even tripping on her. He was like, man, I ain't in the cats, man. It's all about skunks. And then he seen she walked across the thing and that little paint got on her back or whatever. He was like, oh, yeah. So really, you know, he's all about his people. It's like the people out here that only date <laughs> their own race or whatever. He's like, yo, I only date skunks. You know what I'm saying? Ladies, back up off me. Hey, these cats be on me, man. I only date skunks. And he thought she was a real skunk. 
Turns out she wasn't even a real scum. But he was all in. So I feel like he still should have been in Space Jam. You know what I'm saying? Just give, just give him a chance, man. Just give him a chance. I know, I know. And I get it. I know. But come on, man. Stall him out. But Looney Tunes to me is all fire. Looney Tunes is just undefeated. Anytime they're on, like if I if I come across Looney Tunes, I'm gonna watch it. I just really enjoy. I really enjoy um, the Looney Tunes. I remember we had these fr- refrigerator magnets growing up, back in the '80s. We had refrigerator magnets. We had one of Tweety Bird, uh, Road Runner, Bugs Bunny, and Porky Pig. And the family, my family, wrote on each of the magnets who <laughs> who was who in the family. So my mom was Tweety Bird. My oldest brother Khalil was Bugs Bunny. Scott was Roadrunner. And then they made me Porky Pig. That's why I ate a lot as a kid. That's why I ate a lot, man. Y'all put my name on the Porky Pig magnet. What, what else was I supposed to do? I was, oh, oh this, this, this is how y'all see me? Why couldn't I be Bugs? Why couldn't I be Roadrunner? I got to be Porky Pig because I'm the, I'm the heaviest of the three boys. I'm out here with a blazer on and nothing else. I'm butt-ass naked with the blazer. That's how y'all going to do me, family. And ever since then, I was just like, well, I might as well just eat, man, since I'm Porky Pig out here. I'm the porky pig of the family, man. Let's get it cracking, man. Hand me the cheese. Hand me that government cheese. I'll eat it raw. They did me dirty, man. I could have been Tweety. I could have been Tweety. You know, because Tweety is a boy, actually. I think Tweety is a boy, right? I think I read that somewhere. or Yo, Tweety is actually a boy. So I could have been Tweety. I got a big head. You know what I'm saying? My mom's complexion is more like Porky Pig's. You know, my mom is, she pretty she pretty bright out here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, complexion-wise, my mom could have been Porky. Not size-wise, but just the complexion. And sometimes my, my mom, might she might have wore a blazer to work. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get out of the Porky Pig. Now, my brother Scott at that time, he was super skinny and tall. He he fit the he fit the description on that roadrunner. And then my oldest brother Khalil thought he was just so cool and just eating carrots. So I get it. I get it, man. Um Oh, my mom gonna my mom gonna pull up for this one. She gonna she she definitely gonna respond. She was like, in actuality, this is what really happened. My mom always do that for clarification. So she's going to be like, well, the reason that you were picked, and she's going to give me the real, she's going to give me the real scoop. Um, I wanted to talk about, well, Annette Rogers brought up a good point. Shout out to Annette Rogers, one of our patron saints. This issue of black men versus black women lately, submission divested community high value men on and on it's ridiculous i hate the the black men versus black women and you, and you know what i'm tired of i'm tired of us being at odds with ourselves 
whether it's I'm just tired of us fighting each other constantly as blacks. We fight each other, uh, men versus women. We fight each other, uh, straight versus gay. We fight each other, gay versus trans. We fight each other, um, religious versus non-religious. We fight each other over, you know, vegetarian, vegan versus the meat eaters. We just, we're always at odds, skin tone. We are always at odds with each other. And I'm tired of it, man. Like, why, why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep doing this? We, we can realize that this is what we need to realize as a people. We're all different, even within the spectrum of black people. Yeah, we all black, but within that, we're all different. We're not all the same. We're not going to agree. We're not going to be living the same lifestyles. We're not going to be thinking the same way. We're not going to have the same religions. We're not going to have the same background. We're not going to have the same outlook. We're not going to be dating the same. We are fingerprints. Yes, we're all black, but within that, we're so different. And it's okay to be different. It's okay to have different views and, and, and different beliefs and different. Yeah, we can roast each other playfully. But when it gets all serious and like real judgment starts to set in, it's just annoying, man. It's like, bro, like what what are we doing here? You know, because I've never had beef with, and I say this on the podcast a lot, I've never had beef with black women. Like I, I've always had, in my personal opinion, I've always had a great relationship with black women. Just in general, just, you know, I'm comfortable around them. I'm comfortable talking to them. I'm comfortable opening up to them. I can look up to them. I can learn from them. I'm just comfortable with and around black women. It's just, it's part of, it's part of my upbringing. Like I grew up in that environment. So, and I don't have, I don't have a secret agenda or, or a chip on my shoulder or a secret beef with black women. I don't. And all this submission talk, like, yeah, submit, submit in the relationship. I don't want a woman to submit to me. Like, I, 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 don't, I just don't like the way that sounds. Like, yeah, submit. Like, no, that's not what a relationship is about for me. Like, it shouldn't be about submission. It should be about partnership, companionship. That, that's what a relationship is. Partnership and companionship. It's not a, we're not out here pulling rank and doing all this. And some people believe that. Like, no, nah, you got to have this structure. You got to be at the head of the household. And honestly, if that dynamic works for your particular relationship, that's fine. If you need somebody to be the head of the household in terms, not, and not just in, in money, but just in terms of decision making and like making the move, that's fine. If that works for you, that's fine. But there are people where that doesn't work for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't need the, I don't need to take orders from you or, or look at you like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm following your orders. Whatever you say goes, I submit to you. It shouldn't have to, it shouldn't have to be like that. It can work for some, but it's not an end all be all. Like for me, I like, I like partnership and companionship. You know what I mean? Um, mutual respect. That's, that's what I'm drawn to, you know? I, I love it when, you know, the ideal the ideal situation with a couple is be with somebody that's strong in areas that you yourself are not strong in so that that can balance each other out. 
You know what I'm saying? That always works. And within that, all right, if you're strong in this area but weak in here, and then they're weak here, and then they're strong there, within that, you got to be able to be comfortable within that. Be comfortable with carrying the load of their weakness. Are you comfortable carrying the load of their weakness? And not every not everybody would be comfortable carrying that load. And that's fine too. If you if you didn't sign up for carrying that load, then you could be like, you know what? I'm not comfortable in carrying this load. So, you know, we, we either gotta make some changes or I'm out. So I just hate all this men versus women crap. Because it's it's like, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Why are we doing this? Why are we beefing? You know what I mean? And it's it's a lot of dudes out here that don't value women outside of sex. They just don't. They don't. They they have zero value for women out here. I see it in the comments section. And they they won't own up to it. They won't admit it. But I see it in the comments section. You know what I'm saying? I just watch how people move. I watch how people move and what they say and how they react. I'm looking at actions more so than, than words. And sometimes in the comment section, all you got is the words, but that could be a, a telltale sign of how they really think. Anytime I'm I'm boosting a woman up or, you know, propping her up or supporting women and whatever, they come to dudes like, yeah, man, nah, man. You simping, man. You, you, you out here trying to trying to be a pick me or whatever. Whatever, whatever y'all want to throw out and claim. Because a lot of men don't value women. And so, and that's, that's not just black men that do it. It's, it's, it's men across the board look at women like this. But I'm just speaking from a, from a black perspective on this. And it's just like, bruh, why, why you got beef with women? That's what I want to get to the nitty gritty. I want to get to the heart of that. Why you got beef with what What woman did you wrong? to where you just can't get in on the support. You can't value their opinion. You can't you can't have quality conversations with them. You can't handle any type of resistance or conflict or 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 different views from them. And you feel like, "Oh, no, nah, man, she's trying to belittle me. She's trying to she's trying to take my balls and throw them over the side of the cliff." I just be wondering where all that where all that comes from. Um so it's like, "Man, and also, too, like, you know, it's, I feel like black folks, we're always in a in a game of comparing each other to everything. There's always comparison. There's always competition. There's always, like, look at, look at what's going on with um, Escape and SWV. Like, I don't watch the reality show, but it's getting messy. It's like, you know, escape is fighting within themselves. They're also fighting SWV. Um, so it's just like, and then, like, you know, you see Tamar Braxton pull up in the comments section. It's just like, why do we have to do all this? Why are we always doing this? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm looking over at the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and Guns N' Roses and Garth Brooks and them. I'm like, are they shooting shots at each other on social media? You know what I'm saying? It's Shania Twain shooting shots at goddamn Carrie Underwood. And, I, and I'm not saying these white groups don't have their own, you know, beefs, but they be, they be keeping it on the tuck. 
we be out here like, yeah, man, you know, we don't want a cool headline. And it's just like, it's just like messy. And I get it. I get it. You want people to tune into the show. Conflict, conflict always brings people to the yard. Oh, conflict? We pulling up to see this fight. And it's just like, man, come on, man. As blacks, we always fighting each other. We always fighting each other. And then, you know, when something happens, police brutality, we get murdered by the cops or whatever. And then we rally up and we're like, yeah, 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 man, we black, man. We, you know what I'm saying? Black lives matter, man. We care about our own. And then we be fighting the next day against each other. So it's just like, it's always conflict. It's always comparison. And this shit is musty, man. It's musty. It's musty, man. And I'm just like, enough. Enough is enough. Enough is a goddamn enough. So, and I'm sure these other rock groups, they be having beef. They probably, but you don't find out about the beef until, you know, you watch a documentary on them. Then you're like, oh, snap, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Evan Allen Jones wanted me to do a Last of Us review. Um, let me tell you something about The Last of Us. The Last of Us was a good-ass time. It was a good-ass time. Let me tell you something. That was a good show. That was a good series, man. That series was top-notch, great acting, great performances, great storyline. The fact that it came from a video game is just amazing. Um, and I never know, I never know where, you know, we were going to end up. And so overall, in totality, I really enjoyed the series. It was it was mad emotional. I was connected. You talk about character development. The Last of Us is premium character development city. You talk about some good, crisp character development, man. That show right there is prime real estate. If you if you value characters being developed, The Last of Us is the goddamn show for you. Even people that just showed up for an episode, they were able to fully invest us in these people we just met. And you just like, God damn, man. Why am I getting emotional for these people I just met? In this episode, I, I done spent 40 minutes with you. And now I am fully invested in your existence and where you go as a character. And I feel like The Last of Us is just like, they was firing on all cylinders with this. I was like, yo, they really, it, the episode, you know, with, the, with the, the two guys that ended up being a couple, I was fully invested in this goddamn relationship. The highs and lows I felt. Fully invested in the opening episode between father and daughter. We didn't even get to spend a lot of time with his daughter. And, and when he lost his daughter, it was just like, I felt it. I, I was just, it was like, you know what The Last of Us is like? The Last of Us is like the beginning of Up by Pixar. 
Remember how Pixar fully just just reeled you in in the beginning of that movie, and you already eyeballs are already juicy, and you just met this couple. You literally just met this. You minutes in. And when he lost his wife on Up, you was like, man, come on, man. We just got here. But you was already invested. The Last of Us was doing that over and over again, man. I was just like, man, come on, man. You know, they were just showing us the connections. They were showing us the humanity. They were showing us like, and then you would forget. You would just honestly forget that, oh, shit, we we in a, we in a post-apocalyptic zombie, fungus zombie type of situation. So when the zombies would come up, you'd be like, oh, shit, we in this. I forgot. I forgot we in this type of environment. And then, when, you know, when the zombies come out and they surviving, it means something. Stakes are high. The stakes are high. Now, so it's just like, man. So that was that was premium storytelling premium character development and premium performances man god damn man pedro pascal is killing it pedro is killing the game he has two good shows on simultaneously he's got the last of us and the mandalorian who is his agent who is his agent because they are killing it for this man and he was funny on SNL. He, he couldn't. He couldn't hold. <laughs> he was breaking character on that one sketch I saw. I only saw that one sketch, but this is like premium. So it's just like that's that's how you do it right. The entire season of, of The Last of Us was just a good time, man. The episodes that stand out are the first episode, the episode where we get introduced to. Um, the couple of guys that were surviving. And what made that episode so dope, this dude was living alone, living his life. He had his nice little setup going. He had his nice little routine going. And then a guy, a guy falls into one of his traps. And then he goes out there and he's like, yo, man, you in the trap? He's like, no, I'm just passing through. I'm just trying to get to where I got to go. And then he was like, but, but first, can I stick around and have dinner? So it's just like, yo, um, I, don't, I don't know you like that, man. But all right, you can eat, but you got to leave right after that. And then this dude, so we looking at this dude like, yo, don't trust this dude. This dude, this dude is out to get your house or whatever. Don't trust him. So this whole time, we're not trusting this dude that he just caught in the trap. But now he all in the house having a conversation, trying to be charming. And you know what I'm saying? Hell no, man. Look out. Look out, man. Don't don't trust this guy. And we, we don't know what his intentions are, man. Hey, man, watch out. And then and then when they smash, we like, hey, man, he's just trying to smash. Hey, don't sleep with this dude. Hey, man, when you smash, be in the back. You know what I'm saying? Hit it from the back and then just don't don't go in the front because that's where he hit you over the back of the head and then steal all your shit. Like, I don't, I don't know how. If I was a gay dude and I ain't trust the dude I was with, I'd rather be in the back. That way I could see everything you're doing from the back. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, that's just that's just how I would roll in the gay community. I'd just be like, nah, I'm in the back, man. I don't know you like that. I'm not going to be. Because I feel like you're more vulnerable in the front. So I'd be like, nah, man, look out. And then they smashed, and then the next morning, you know, he was still there. So so now 
All right, we trusting this guy. Now they're a couple. They're a couple. Now we fully invested in the relationship. Now they gardening and then they, you know, then they cross paths with the main characters and then we see how that all correlates and then it's just like, this is dope, man. So now we fully invested in this couple. We go, we, we with them throughout the years and then, you know, we get attached. And I was way more attached to their relationship than I was when I was watching you people. Lauren London and 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 uh goddamn Jonah Hill, I didn't buy them as a couple, but I bought these two men as a couple, and I was fully invested all in. Another episode that really stood out was when, you know, they came across the the two brothers, the little black brothers. And, you know, the the little boy was was deaf. I was immediately attached. I was immediately attached. I cared about these two kids man i was all in man i was like yeah man and then to see how she connected with the little boy and like the friendship and then he's just like man yeah man so so anything that happens in that anything that happens in that episode i was fully invested man i was heartbroken i was just like that that show broke my heart several times several times i was like man Whoever made the show, they pieces of shit, dog. They just pieces of shit, man. For breaking my heart like they did, man, several times over. I'm just like, man, come on, man. Give me a chance, The Last of Us. Anyway, if you haven't seen The Last of Us, it's must-see. Just watch it. Just, just get in on it, man. You're missing out. You are missing out. Uh, Sabrina sent me this. This is random, but she sent it to me. Um, real bees were used during the filming of the cult horror classic Candyman. Before accepting the role, Tony Todd negotiate he negotiated a thousand dollar bonus every time he was stung. He was stung twenty three times. They stung him twenty three times, so he was able to get twenty three thousand on top of you know the salary he was already getting. So those are real bees on his face. Let me ask y'all this. Could y'all do the scene? Could y'all do the scene? Having bees on your face. I don't know what that is. Let's see. Could y'all do it? Bees on your face, real bees. And if you get stung, thousand dollars a sting. A lot of y'all saying nope in the comment section. Nope, nope, yes, hell no. Nope, I got stung in the head as a child and still traumatized. So we talking, you you already getting your movie salary. I'm not sure how much he got paid for Candyman, but you're getting a thousand dollars per sting. Now mind you, this is this is nineteen ninety-two money. This is ninety-two money. Let's look at let's look at how much that was then. Twenty-three thousand dollars in nineteen ninety-two. How much are we talking? That's forty nine thousand dollars 
$49,000. You up to, depending on how the bees are stinging you up. They might not sting you at all. I don't know, man. Like, here's the thing about bees. If bees couldn't sting us, I would be more comfortable with bees existing on me. Like, uh, there's been times here recently, like even even this past weekend, a bee landed on my, uh, when we were shooting for Spectrum, a bee landed on my shirt. And I was I was about to get my phone out and film the bee on my shirt, but it but it left. So whenever a bee is on me, the only thing I'm mindful of is getting stung. But the bee itself doesn't make me panic, doesn't doesn't gross me out. Um so it's something about bees that I don't know, man. They they kinda now I know a lot of them. That's a different. That's a different vibe. When it's a bunch of them on you, that's a different vibe. And they're gonna be making the noise, and they're gonna be. But bees, surprisingly, they don't gross me out, man. I don't know what it is about their visual. When I see bees, when I see them, I, I can look at them and not just be like, "Ew." I'll be like. They are attractive, in my opinion. They just look cool. Like even even when people when people draw them as like a, a team mascot or whatever, they just look kind of dope. They just look kind of they, they little long black eyes, and then they got the fur. I think the fur is what helps them look attractive. And then it's what they bring to the table. It's like, you know what I'm saying? They dope to the environment. They're crucial to the environment itself. They are so vital. And it's just like, I got tremendous respect for bees. And so I think I could do it. I think I could do it, man. I think I would knuckle up and do it. Now, granted, I've never been stung by a bee, so I'm not sure how that feels. But, uh... Yeah, man. It's something about bees, man. I just like them cats, man. Something about them. Now, flies on other flies are disgusting. Flies are disgusting. I hate their guts. And like wasps and hornets. I was looking at there was a wasp on the wall when I was shooting for spectrum. There's a lot going on when I was shooting for spectrum last week. The bee landed on my shirt. Where we were shooting one scene, there was a wasp on the wall. And I was just looking at that wasp. I was like, what you doing over here? And he was just like, it looked like he was cleaning himself. He just kept going like this. He was just like. And I was like, what is he doing? You know what I'm saying? That wasp was on the wall. He just kept going like this. I'm like, did you just shave? Like, what are we doing right here? And he was just like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? He was on like a, he was on a wall that had like a, it was like a mural on the wall. And he was just like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? And I was just looking at him like, and wasps are hella intimidating. They are intimidating because they will sting you repeatedly. Now, if Candyman was was Wasp Man, I don't think I could do it. I can't have a bunch of wasps 
on me. No, because they aggressive. They aggressive. And I, I just wouldn't be able to trust them. They, they shank me all up and down through the studio, man. Hell no. Um, couldn't do it. Also, there's been, you know, in the viral, you know, trending space, is Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa Pippen or whatever, she claimed that, that they were having sex four times a day for 23 years. She claimed that they were having sex tw- four times a day for 23 years. Cap. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that, man. No. Four times a day, every day. And she made she she made it clear. She was like, every day. She made it to where she wasn't even exaggerating. Every day for 23 years. Y'all know me, man. Pull out the numbers, man. Hold on. Four times, 365 times. Times 23, man. That's 33,580 sessions of, of, of pumps. 33,580 sessions of pumps. Roughly. Roughly. Cap. Cap. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for this. Ain't nobody got time for this, man. No. And 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 honestly, having a lot of sex, my penis gets sore. I'm gonna keep it a whole stack. You ever you ever had them long sessions? Maybe maybe you had like one or two and penis be sore to where you just be like man you know what I'm saying we really got it in and then the next time you get wood it hurts because it's like oh man you pulsating soreness is a real thing sore penis is out here and so you got to deal with that you definitely you better be getting sore or else you know you just got a small Johnson and then you just in, in there loosely to where you're not sore I don't see how you're not getting sore Every day, you're not even giving your penis an adequate break. How are you not sore? One false arousal, you're just like, ah, it hurts. It hurts. I'm not buying it, man. Hell no. Sore penis, man, that's the worst. And then you don't even want to get aroused. You're just like, man, this is going to hurt, man. Stop, stop, Stop turning me on, man. Stop turning me on, man. It's getting, it hurts. It hurts. So hell no. And I I'm not even I'm not even blaming it on you. Even when I was young, it would get sore. So hell no, man. Cap. What point are you trying to make with the lie though? Why lie about this? And women women get sore too, they say it in here. Of course. Of course. All that rubbing. And you that wet every time? Every time, four times a day, you maximum wet all the time? I'm sore. 
Just thinking about it. Tough. And I was just like, man, that's a, that's a whole lot. And then, then having sex that much, how does it not get boring? How does it not get run of the mill? How does it not just turn into just something you just doing? Just, you know, you, you just, you just checked out. You just programmed in. Cause you, you gonna, you gonna be programmed. There's no way you all in a hundred percent four times a day for years. There's no way you just like, yeah, man, I'm all in. I'm focused. I'm passionately all in. That many times. There'll be there'll be moments where you just check out. You just be like, you know what? This is this is what it, it's like. It's like peeing. It becomes like driving. You know how you check out when you're driving, where you just magically appear at home and you just like, well, goddamn, where the hell was I at that whole drive? That's gonna be you on the smashing because you just programmed. You just like, all right, here we go. We doing it again. You know what I'm saying? You don't even realize you're smashed. You're like, oh, 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 yeah. I forgot we was doing this. Mm, excuse me. Let me get the washcloth. 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 That's you all day. Four times a day. Let me get the washcloth. Let me get the washcloth. Let me get the washcloth. Bird Bath City. Four times. Let me get the washcloth. Let me get the washcloth. Let me get the washcloth. It's just ridiculous. And you got to get some shit done. Get some shit done, man. Get, do other shit. Get some shit done. Four times a day. And they be, it better be some quickies up in here. It better be some quickies up in here. Four times a day, it better be some quickies up in here. It better be some two-pump chumps. At least one or two of them got to be two-pump chumps. You ain't got that kind of time, especially when you're raising a family. You got a family. Let me get the washcloth. What about the nights when the kids come in there? Can I sleep with y'all, man? You still smashing up in there? Can I sleep with y'all? The, the, the kids is going to hit you with that. They walking up in there. Can I sleep with y'all? That's coming. Meanwhile, y'all in there. Hold on a second. Let me get the washcloth. I was tired just hearing that. Let me get the washcloth. Let me get the washcloth. Anyway, dang, it's 91 people in here, man. It's a, it's a verbal cardio record. The math ain't mathing, y'all. It's just too much. Uh, Lance, Lance Riddick died. Um, Lance, Lance Riddick... Um, he played Lieutenant Daniels on the show The Wire. He's also in the John Wick series. He's, he's been in several different things. And he passed away at the age of 60. And they say natural causes. But I need to know the exact cause. It's a lot of stuff to be chalked up to natural causes. I want to know how. 60 years old is young. 60 years old is young. Somebody was in the comment section like, 60 ain't young. 60 ain't young. It's too young to be dying of natural causes. 
Yeah, it's a good run with some good memories, but hell no, nah, he should still be here, man. 60, we just getting started. We just getting started. That's going to be me, man. I don't know how long I'm going to live, but I'm going to be we just getting started, McGee. Even at, even if I'm 89, I'm like, man, we just getting started. That's just that's just who I am, man. Like, oh, oh, Grim Reaper, man, what you doing in here, man? We just getting started. I hate the fact that he passed away, man. I, I really enjoyed his work, man. Any anybody from the wire, I'm automatically attached for life. So anybody from the wire, I'm automatically all in. And from the looks of it, it looked like he took care of himself. He stayed slim. Now, I know slimness is not a synonym for healthy. I know that. But I just assume with that type of frame, because he was ripped. So I just assume from that type of frame and, like, you know, I assume that he ate well and took care of himself. To be 60 and still be, like, you know, toned and, and defined like that, I felt like he probably had a healthy diet. He probably had a strict regimen. Because, you know, once you get up there in age, your body is going to grab every every molecule or any of the bullshit you've been eating and just hold on to it. And it's going to reflect in your appearance. So from the outside looking in, I was like, yo, it look like, he looks like a guy that takes care of himself. But I want to know, man. I want crackheads be slim. But crackheads don't look healthy, though. You can look at a crackhead, even though they slim, you can look at them and be like, yo, man, you good? <laughs> it's just a total visual. Like, when we looked at him, we didn't see, oh, man, you good. We were just like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Crackheads be, yeah, they be skinny, but they got dark circles around the eyes. They got the crooked jaw. The hair is mangled, lips ashy. They got the white stuff around their mouth. So we lost Omar. We lost Daniels. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anybody else from The Wire that we lost? We lost uh, Prop Joe. Um... I can't think of anybody else off the top, but damn, man, I hate it. 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 Shout out to Lance. Lance Reddick, man. R.I.P. Also, Ari Lennox wants to play the lead in the Princess and the Frog. Um, I like Ari Lennox. I like her music. I like the sound of her voice. Um, I'm with it. I'm with it, man. If Ari Lennox want to go for it, I want her to achieve anything she go for. Let's get it. One of the creators of the Wire Pass. Yeah. So Ari Lennox want to pull up and do that? Let's get it. I'm, I'm all for it. Let me ask y'all this. Would y'all be mad if for the Princess and the Frog live action, would y'all be mad if they made the girl white? Would y'all be mad? Because <laughs> they'd be like, well, well, they made the Little Mermaid black. We're going to make her white. 
Would y'all be mad? I'm going to be honest with y'all. I, I agree because of the cultural connections and the, and, the, and the cultural significance of the storyline of the princess and the frog, the whiteness wouldn't work in that particular, uh, in that particular vein. But I'm going to be honest with y'all right here, right now. I've never seen it. You laughed at me? <laughs> okay. I've never seen The Princess and the Frog. I haven't seen it, y'all. I'm sorry. We finally get a black princess and I didn't pull up. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Now, let before before y'all throw me on the grill, before y'all throw me on the grill, let me check some things real quick, real quick. Let me check on some things. Take me off that grill. Now I haven't seen, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Emperor's New Groove, as we all know. I haven't seen Hercules all the way through. I haven't seen Brave. I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. I haven't seen. It's a, it's, I haven't seen Pocahontas. I haven't seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame. There's a lot of Disney movies that I haven't seen. Now, The Princess and the Frog was released in 2009. Damn, I got no excuse. I thought I was going to be in college when it came out, but I got no excuse. And I'm friends with Anika Noni Rose. I'm friends with her. Like, I met her on the set of The Outlaw Johnny Black and we hit it off, and I'm friends with her. She's been, like, super supportive, like, you know, through me, you know, losing Serene. She's been, like, very, like, you good? How you doing? And I'm like, yo, you a real Disney princess, but deep down, I never saw the movie. And then if I clip this and I post it, we're going to clip this anyway, Amir, because we ain't punks. I never told her I never saw it. And we friends. She gonna see this, she gonna see this clip and be like, unfollow, block. But I saw her in Dream Girls. I saw her in the number one ladies detective agency, man. I'm all in. I saw her in uh in uh power. You know what I'm saying? But nah. She gonna be like, you never saw me as a Disney princess. But I knew you was one. Here's the thing. Here's why I never, it's 113 people in here, man. We've never had this. Here's the thing. The princess in the title kept me at bay. Princess. I was just like, die. I've never seen the Princess Diaries. I've never seen. Once I see Princess, I'll be like, I'm out, man. Oh, it's just, I'm sorry, man. If it said Queen and the Frog, I might have been like, yeah, Queens, man. I'm in there. But I just wasn't. 
I'm sorry, y'all. It's just princess. It just felt like a little girl, and I was just like, man, I ain't interested. Once I saw princess, man, I faded to black. I'm sorry, man. I was grown. I was a grown man. 2009. I was a father too, man. I was grown, man. Bills. Taking care of the kids, responsibilities, man. I ain't got time for no princesses. They spoiled. Quit being a brat and listen to your father. That's where I was at, off the top. I ain't never given, I never even gave her a chance. I apologize. I've never seen the Princess Diaries, man. Never even remotely pulled up on that, man. Once I see Princess, man, I'm out. And I apologize, you know what I'm saying? But it was just the, the princess. I was like, oh, I can't relate. I'm sorry, man. I apologize. Who, who am I as a person? I claim to be, I care about black people and all of this, and I'm black and proud, and, but I never even pulled up to the princess and the frogs. I've been a fraud this whole time, y'all. Who am I? Those black sons that I helped create, pfft, what's the point? I ain't black. Who am I? Never even pulled up. But in fairness, I ain't pull up to a lot of Disney shit. But still, here I am. I support women. I'm all in, man. Women, black women, man. We all, I support y'all. I got y'all backs until you a princess. And then I'm like, yeah. My sons didn't want to see it, man. But the cold part is I never ask. Oh, God. Who am I? Now, the cold part is I watched The Little Mermaid, but I was younger then. I watched The Little Mermaid and enjoyed the shit out of it. Surprisingly. I was like, man, don't nobody want to see The Little Mermaid? And I saw it on video, and I was like, yo, this is fire. But I didn't go see it in the movie theater because it was a Little Mermaid. Man, she was little and she was a mermaid. Man, look out. And she was a princess. I knew she, even though it wasn't in the title, I knew she was a princess. I was like, man, look out, man, brat. And she was a brat. She didn't want what her father gave her, man. She wasn't happy with the man. But I saw it on video and was like, yo, this shit fire. I saw the Princess Bride. I saw it. I saw the Princess Bride. You know why I saw it? Because it was on and I watched it. And I was like, yo, this is not what I thought it was. When it was out of the movie theater, I wanted no parts of that movie. I was like, the Princess Bride, man, look out. Don't nobody want to see the Princess Bride, man. Listen to it. I saw the movie poster. It was just a man and a woman looking at each other, man. Look mad soft. Then when I actually saw the movie, it was on video, and I was like, man, what y'all watching? The Princess Bride? I was like, ugh. And I sat and looked at it, and I was like, yo, this is action, man. He's, it was like a video game. He had to get through all these opponents to get to the, to the main villain. And I was like, yo, this is fire. It was action. It was sword fights in there. I was just like, yo, man. Man, it was hilarious. I was like, yo, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. But just looking at it at surface level, 
I was like, man, look out. Princess Bride, man, watch out. What was I, 11 when that came out? Princess Bride. The Princess Bride came out when I was 10, man. I was all action. I was all action when that movie came out. I don't want to see nothing about no Princess Bride. And then when I finally did see the Princess Bride, it was not what I expected. And I was just like, yo, this shit is fire. But I prejudged on the princess in the title. So I apologize to everybody. Everybody listening, everybody that's been following me, everybody that's a fan, everybody that's bought my merch, that's my Patreon, patron saints, anybody that's ever bought a ticket to my show, man, I'm a fraud. I apologize, man. And the cold part is this. I watched The Prince of Egypt. I got time for princes. I I bought Purple Rain. I bought Prince albums. Prince is one of my favorite musicians. But when it comes to a princess, I'm not keeping the same energy. Who am I? What does it say about me? I saw the Prince of Egypt and loved it. I was like, man, this shit is fire, man. Moses, Ramses, man. The music was good. I didn't see it at the movie theater. I saw it at the movie theater. Oh, God. I saw it at the movie theater, y'all. I went and sat at the movie theater. Prince of Egypt. Paid, paid money for the movie ticket. And loved it. Gave it a shot. But if that would have been the princes of Egypt, would I have showed up? And I just sat here and was like, yo, I value women. Women, man, I love women, man, especially women. Women be having your back. Women is just the bee's knees. But when y'all are princesses, This is tough, man. You find out a lot about yourself late in life. You find out who you really, the more you talk, the more you find out about yourself. And I just, just, I don't know who I am anymore. I'm deleting my Instagram. It's just. You know what? Just unsubscribe to my YouTube. Just. <sighs> and I was just saying, men don't like women. Men don't like women. Man, what's the problem, man? Why y'all don't like women? And then cut to me not watching stuff because it had princess in the time. All right, y'all. Patron Saints, man, listen. I apologize and I appreciate it. But I got to get the hell up out of here. I might not be back next week, man. I'm canceling myself. I'm canceling myself. I apologize, man. But you know what? Ownership. Ownership and accountability. I'm being accountable right here, right now. 
And we adding the princess and the frog to the movie night list. Hopefully it's streaming somewhere. It should be on Disney Plus. I ain't got no excuse. We adding it to the movie list on movie night and we watching it together. God damn it. I'm not watching the princess diaries, man. Y'all can kiss my ass on that one. I'm still not interested. But the princess and the frog, we watching it together. I want to thank y'all. Shout out to Sabrina coming in on the production duties in the comments section. I appreciate you. Shout out to Amir on the ones and twos. Shout out to y'all for rocking with me, even though I'm a complete fraud. Shout out to Anika Noni Rose. I'm sorry. Let's run lines, man. That's what I used to always tell on set. I was like, yo, let's run lines. Let's run lines. Shout out to her and her new marriage. I'm glad I didn't go to the wedding because I would have been at that wedding a complete fraud. The pastor at her wedding would have been like, is there anyone here that hasn't seen the princess and the frog? And I would have just stood there and lied. I've been like, I'm sorry, y'all, man. Anyway, man, y'all drink the water. Drink the water still, regardless of, of the fraud that I am. Drink this water, man. Drink it all day, all night, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And thank you for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Cardio.